Hello, and welcome to the Transformation Stories podcast. My name is Adia, and I am the host of this series, a series created by the Adornment Stories Collective. Be sure to go to adornmentstories.com slash podcast to learn more. This week, I'm excited to have Ivana on the show. We'll be discussing the writing process and what breeds creativity. She is a writer as well as a current participant for the Adornment Stories workshops. Uh, This episode was actually recorded before the start of the workshop series, but by the time it's released, it should be a couple of weeks into the program. Ivana has also released her first blog post for the Adornment Stories blog, so I'll leave a link to that below. Now, before we begin, I will give a trigger warning for sexual assault as it does come up in conversation, so please be mindful of your own mental journey. And I also wanted to give a definition of noir. We talk about that, and in case you didn't know, I'll give a brief definition for folks, um, just to give some context. Uh, noir is the intersection of misogyny and racism, and how those oppressions play out in conjunction with one another. The term was coined by a queer Black feminist named Moya Bailey, who created the term to address misogyny directed towards Black women in American visual and pop culture. So essentially, it's just the uh, specific ways in which misogyny plays out for Black women specifically, hence misogynoir. All right, so without further ado, we're going to dive right into the conversation. Enjoy. All right, hi. Hi, Ivana. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Dia. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, so why don't you start by telling everybody your name and a little bit about what you do? Um, my name is Ivana, and I'm a writer. Um, I like to use my story to shed light on issues that exist, especially within the Black community. Um, misogynoir is a big topic that I'm passionate about. Um, I, right now, I mostly write like poetry and prose, but I do want to like branch off into other forms of writing. I'm a part of the content creation group for Akila's Room. I'm also a part of the content creation group for Adornment Stories. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, yeah, and you're also about to start the Adornment Stories workshops, um, the fall mm-hmm. series of workshops. How are you feeling? I'm excited. I'm, I've always loved the, the aura that Adornment Stories gives off. I don't think I've really seen a group as dedicated to creating a safe space for Black women as Adornment Stories is, and I think it's really important in dri- especially during times like these, um, with everything that's been going on. It's been a crazy year, so Adornment Stories is really, um, it's, a, it's a good safe haven for Black women during this time. Yeah, definitely. I can agree, especially this year. Um, what yeah. sort of attracted you to Adornment Stories? Like, how did you hear about it? Just curious. I heard about it on Instagram. I saw a post for their FEMS panel, and that's the first um, event that I attended and I was just drawn to the chance because um, it, it, it really it emphasized that it was a space for Black women to just speak about issues that um, were important and needed to be talked about and I feel like as a Black woman a lot of the times my anger just has to seethe because there's nowhere to really share it 
um, Instagram can only go so far. Social media can only go so far. So it's like having the space to talk about the issues that weigh heavy on my heart is what attracted me to Adornment Stories. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we talked a bit, uh, you talked a bit about the type of writing you do. And we, t- we just touched a little bit on your blog post and you mentioned how um, misogynoir has been an important topic um, for you mm-hmm. to dissect and talk about. And that was, that was sort of the topic of your blog post. Um, do you want to, I don't know, dive into that a little bit, let people know what, what was kind of your, what have your experiences sort of been with that and how that's kind of shaped some of the, the, the content of what you were writing about? Yes, um, I've experienced misogynoir, I'd say, all my life. Um, growing up, it, it it happens outside of the Black community and inside the Black community. And I feel like misogynoir is heavy in the African household. I feel like young Black girls are expected to carry themselves a certain way, um, whenever my uncles would come home, I would have to like go change or sometimes I just have to go upstairs. And it kind of creates a shame that no one really talks about. And it was a shame that I feel like, I felt like when I was around men, I needed to, I needed to carry myself a certain way. And it, it was very exclusive to me. And I didn't understand why going to school, getting dress coded for like tights or something, but I would see other girls wear tights and it wouldn't really be a problem. Um, I've been molested a couple times. And one of the times it was a relative. Another time it was a guy in the neighborhood. Both times I was blamed for it. So it's just small things like that. Not even small things, just a lot of things that accumulated. And then also the microaggressions I would face when I went to high school, because in high school, I went to school with like, um, it was predominantly Asian and um, Iranian, like Middle Eastern. And I felt all the time like teachers always were just looking for a discrepancy in my attitude or tone to call out, even if they wouldn't call it out like um, blatantly, it would always be the small microaggressions that just made me feel like I couldn't be myself. I had to constantly filter myself, even when I wasn't even when I wasn't like, even in situations where it didn't, I shouldn't have to, I should just be living. Like I should just be going about my day as a regular girl. I still need to filter myself. I still need to carry myself a certain way or else I'm going to be scrutinized. And that's kind of what makes misogynoir such a big topic for me because it's affected me a lot it's affected me in my interactions with my family it's affected me in growing up and it's affected me in my interactions with society as a whole and it's nice to see that i'm not the only one when i talk about it um other girls can relate to it so yeah um misogynoir is definitely an issue that I feel like more people need to talk about because it's it's deteriorating the black woman rapidly is that what helps inspire some of your your poetry and your prose as well Um, yeah it it does because I write letters to myself and it seems to like resonate with other people when they read it 
So it, my experiences do shape my art um, a lot. Okay, thank you for sharing. Um, what is your what is your creative process sort of start? Like, where do you get that um, inspiration to when you're starting a, a new piece of writing? It it literally just started as me um, like writing notes to myself, and when I would post them, people would like resonate with the things that I would say. So that's when I started to put my words together. I started to look at different like poetry forms. I took writer's craft and I, I started to just um, post more of my words, like post more of the things that I would write. So my writing mostly comes from like the things that I struggle with. And then when I put them together, I realized that other people struggle with the same things. Yeah, absolutely. I think especially when you have a lot um a lot of different aspects to process, writing really helps, especially when you start with journaling. So I think that makes a lot of sense because you get to almost you get to reflect on those deeper feelings and then and then find a way to like sort of transform that into a uh, through a creative outlet. So that's great. Do you have a um particular poem or or piece that you're particularly excited about or passionate about or that really um was one of your favorites maybe it might be hard to choose i'm sure but um it's um it's a it doesn't have a title i don't think i titled this poem but it's on my page it's um I smother my wounds with leaves. I just call it that because that's like the refrain, not the refrain, but that's the line that repeats. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's probably one of my favorite poems because it it just kind of highlights like my journey to myself and my journey to like actually coming to like some form of self-awareness because I, I never really used to identify as a writer like I always just used to I I think I ran away from like my own talent because I was more concerned with fitting in with everyone else I was more concerned with like just gaining some some sort of approval from like the people around me so writing is something that was like a shadow but now that I'm starting to like actually um, immerse myself into writing I'm falling in love with it and I feel like as I fall in love with writing I'm falling in love with myself so that poem kind of like highlights that and that's why it's one of my favorites another one is I win but I don't think it's on my page right now because I'm editing it but yeah it's like one of the first poems that I ever posted and that's another poem that's really important to me because it 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 goes into like very personal things that um mean a lot to me um i'm gonna put you on the spot a little so you can absolutely say no but um would Mm -hmm. you be interested in reading one of your pieces it might be something interesting yeah hold on i need to pull it up on my laptop but yeah i would love to read one of my pieces one second okay so this poem is i smother my wounds with leaves And it goes, I smother my wounds with leaves as my thoughts pull me in with ease. Will the havoc weather me into a statistic? Are my dreams too far to reach? I close my eyes to lay in the lap of my destiny, trying to touch my solar plexus. I smother my wounds with leaves while my mind is smothered by this matrix. The waters call me to my roots. I pray I'm ready to face it. 
In the havoc, I find no place, so I close my eyes and slip Sorel. I, I smother my wounds with leaves. My tribe wipes the blood from my knees. I call to find my village, for there is grass, for there is glass in the soles of my feet, sorry. My ancestors told me to move anyway, evading every mirage. I smother my wounds with leaves, chewing huckleberries on my pursuit. The souls of my ancestors chant songs of glee, twisting the tongues that rise against me. I wear the head of a dragon as I face my adversities, defying all odds, I smother my wounds with leaves. Wow, amazing. Thank you so much. For reading Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Uh, when, did you, when did you write that? Like recently? I wrote this, hmm, that's, I wrote this on, in July. I wrote this in like the second week of July. Oh, okay, so it's, it's fairly recent. Um, yeah. when, when did you write, like, how old were you when you first started writing poet, poetry? Is it something that you've kind of always kind of been doing? or? So when I was very young, like I would say grade two, I would write letters to people, um, but I wouldn't give it to them. Mm -hmm. And I would write letters to my parents a lot. And I would write letters to like, because my, like, I grew up, like, always seeing them argue and always seeing them fight. So I would write letters to them about it. I would write letters to, um, I would write letters to teachers. I would write letters to friends. And it would always be because I didn't, I felt like when I expressed myself vocally, people didn't understand. Mm -hmm. So when I when I started to do that, I stopped a little bit in like middle school, but then in high school, I started to write letters to myself again. And then recently, like I went through, I feel like I hit rock bottom, I guess. So that's when I started to go back to writing and actually like take it as seriously as I used to so I'd say I started writing in like grade two and it was always just letters to myself but I never really put them in poetic form until like high school and then I stopped for a little bit and then recently I started again okay okay that makes sense so it's sort of it's a great way to sort of translate those emotions that are maybe harder to harder to explain yeah Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's where all or most poetry comes from, right? Yeah. Most likely. Awesome. We'll have to check that out. We'll make sure to link those as well so people can take a look at your, your page and, and get a, some context for those stories. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes to the writing process, what does it mean, in your, in, you know, in your opinion, in your own words, to transform your story? Um, I guess it's owning your story and not being ashamed of it taking the pieces that you know you once would have been ashamed of and like just using it to create whatever makes you happy for me I always used to be like ashamed of the fact that I was like molested I never used to talk about it it was kind of like something that I buried deep inside of me but now it's a piece of my story and I transform it as I pour like I channel it into something so I'm not sitting in my pain the way that I used to I'm channeling my pain into different creative forms that make me feel good so that's that's my definition of transforming your story absolutely and what's the best writing advice you've received to date or do you have you know some of your own you may want to share 
Um, my best writing advice, I think it, it came from my writer's craft teacher. She wasn't like, what I loved about my writer's craft teacher is like, she never made writing something that had to do with academia. She always emphasized the the piece of you that would be in every piece of writing. And she always emphasized that writing was like, it was a creative process. So she never gave like strict rules. Her rules were always lenient because she emphasized the creativity of writing. And I can't remember like, an exact piece of advice, but I do remember her whenever I feel pressure, whenever I'm trying to like make something for the page and I'm, I feel like I'm being too linear with myself. I always try to remember that writing is more of a creative process than it is anything. There's no right or wrong form. Um, prose is a form of poetry and it's literally just a block of words you know so that in itself shows you that writing is your own playground it's it's meant to um inspire you before it inspire anyone else so if if you're writing and you feel like you feel pressure for your words to resonate with other people, make sure they're resonating with you first or make sure they're inspiring you first. And as they inspire you, they will inspire other people. Okay, well, thank you so much for sharing. Um, where, can people, where can people reach you? So I have a YouTube channel now. Um, I haven't posted anything yet, but content will be coming soon. Um, it's called Eve's Creed, Y-V-V-S-C-R-E-E-D. Um, that's also in the description box of my Instagram, which is Ivana, Y-V-V-A-A-N-A. And I have my poetry account, which is My Words by Ivana. And that's in the bio of my main account. So you could find that there too. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, I'll also make sure to link that um, in the show notes of the podcast as well. So people can find all that stuff. Thank you so much for coming and joining me. It was so great to have this conversation. Um, I'm excited because we'll definitely be seeing more of each other so you'll have to come back on the podcast when we do another yes yes i'm very excited too thank you so much for having me absolutely absolutely all right we'll leave it here bye bye all right that concludes our time thank you so much for joining us be sure to follow adornment stories on instagram and facebook at adornment.stories and head over to adornmentstories.com slash podcast for more details about the podcast we will see you next week thank you so much bye